Blog Talk Radio. What is up, everybody? Thank you guys for tuning in to the second edition of the James Cody Show. Uh, today we're going to talk about several different topics. The uh, Michigan detectives investigate the mummy entombed in garage. Basically, a lady was found dead in her garage for over six years. And she turned into a mummy. The second story is the uh, Sandy Hook Elementary School shooter who killed his mother himself and 26 other people. His dad's going to be talking about it all that stuff, and an interview and stuff momentarily also. Um, now, one of the other things is the New Jersey student who sued her parents has returned home. She is safe and sound, but even though she returned home, she's still suing her parents. Would you take your kid back if they are still suing you after they already tried to but didn't work? You guys find out more of that story. Stay tuned for that. Uh, we'll also be talking about the search for the missing Malaysian Airlines. The plane expands to the Indian Ocean. Uh, now, what I have right here is from the other day. So, right after this, I'm going to quickly break for about a minute. I'm going to print out another piece of paper that I can talk to you guys about, and then we'll be all set. Uh, the U.S. troops unloaded over 100 bullets into Osama bin Laden's dead body. That is, it's not a rumor. It's the full-out actual truth shot Osama bin Laden when we caught him back in 2011. Over 100 bullets, over 100 times. We just kept on shooting him, shooting him, shooting him to make sure he was completely dead. So for all you guys hear rumors saying that Osama bin Laden did not die, I'm pretty sure you could not take 100 shots, gunshots to your body and still be alive. So with that case, He's definitely dead. I know this is quick, but I'm going to go to a quick break so I can print up another thing about the Malaysian Airlines because some interesting stuff has come up. Stay tuned. Thank <laughs> you. 
a good little boy? Island, a jungle, and 
to me, those games, I guess, could be kind of dangerous now that you fuse it this way, trying to hijack a pl- well, he The pilot didn't hijack it because obviously it was his plane. But um, since it was his plane, he can't hijack it. So he just took control and knocked them all out, went up so far that he just knocked them out and landed it somewhere in the jungle where nobody can find them. That's what people think. That's a theory that's going on. Um, if you guys have a theory or anything, please feel free to call in 310-9824-112. By the way, I'm going to get this out of the way, too. If you guys do not know, you can down now. We now have an app on iTunes. So after the show, you guys can go on about an hour or two after it. You can go on iTunes and download it. You can go on iTunes right now and download last week's. It's the James Cullody Show. No spaces at all. On iTunes under podcasts. It's all free. All right. Anyways, that, sorry, back to the story. Just sidetracked. <laughs> now, this is a uh, story that I printed up of somebody saying why they think it's very possible the missing airliner is in Central Asia. Now, uh, this is what the person wrote in their story. I've been covering the story of the missing Malaysian Airlines flight 370 for four days now, and it's settled into a rhythm. Every day, new evidence points to a conclusion that beforehand would have seemed laughably absurd. We publish and analyze the situation that seems most likely to us. Readers scoff further evidence emerges that reinforces the one crazy notion, and some proportion of the doubters come around. Then even more... Implausible information turns up, and it's off to the fringes again. My post this morning, in which I asserted that the plane is most likely in western China or in an adjacent Turkic area, stands out for having received an extra measure of skepticism. Impossible, many have declared in comments and over Twitter. So I'd like to go back further and explain my logic in coming to the conclusion that I did. The first thing I want to make absolutely clear is that my entire premise is based on today's statement by the Malaysian Prime Minister and the accompanying chart showing two acres where the Malaysians believed MH370 happened to be where the ping was detected by satellite at 8.10pm Malaysia time when all this occurred. Two Sundays, two Saturdays ago. If that assertion does not hold up, then everything I'm about to say falls apart. Why do I put so much credence into it? Because the Malaysians have received a lot of abuse for their failure to release more information about the incident, and they have rolled out the most important politician in the country, the head of the government, to stand behind this one fact. There has been intense speculation. We understand the desperate need for the information on behalf of the families and those watching around the world, but we have responsibly... We have a responsibility to the investigation and the families to only release information that has been corroborated. Today, based on raw satellite data that was obtained from the satellite data service provider, we can confirm that the aircraft shown in the primary radar data was flight MH370 after a fornistic work in liberation. Honestly, I don't even understand what he's trying to say there, so I'm not even going to continue this. Uh, Now... That's basically people's thoughts and opinions of what happened. Uh, we got a caller, so I'm going to let this caller come on. Uh, share your opinions. You're on, caller. Hello? Hello? 
Okay, well, that caller sounds like they're having some technical difficulties. We did not know that they're live. So, I'm going to try one more time right here. Hello? Hello, caller. All right, well, I'm going to go back from them. Um, oh, they hung up. Okay. So, <coughs> I'm kind of sick right now, too, by the way. That's why I keep on coughing. Uh, now, the next story is how the uh, how the U.S. troops unloaded over 100 bullets into Osama bin Laden's dead body. Now, as you guys know, the rumor that has gone around that Oh, Osama bin Laden, he's still alive and he's still around here trying to get us or whatever. That's not true. Osama bin Laden was the mastermind behind the 9-11 attack. You guys should know that. And, yes, I'm going to pause right there for one second before I get too far because a caller called back in. Hello? Caller? Hello? All right, um, so I'm going to continue this. I'm getting all this stuff mixed up, so... The U.S. troops unloaded over 100 bullets into Osama bin Laden's dead body. Uh, now, basically, when we killed Osama bin Laden, they wanted to make sure he was definitely dead, especially causing, I think it was over 200 deaths in the 9-11. Um, and so, since he killed over 200 people in the 9-11, what, um, All right, sorry, since he killed over 200 people in the 9-11, we thought it was right to give him over 100 bullets into his body after he was, oh, first we gave him one shot, he was dead, then we gave him another 100. And that's why nobody's ever seen his dead body after that when you stumped him right into the water. And nobody's ever seen him again after that. Honestly, now that I think of it, that's really creepy. So, um, but you know what? He killed us. That's what he gets back. That's his payback. Uh, now, initial reports claim two shots were fired to kill him. So two shots were fired to get him to actually die. Well, that number climbed in later resorts, the claims of over 100 bullets would suggest a level of the operation. SOFREP notes that the actions that violate the laws of warfare. So they broke the law. Now, the... Laws that they broke. I'm uh, sorry about that technical difficulties. But, um, so since he killed all of us, we got his payback by getting over a hundred bullets shot into him. And that, yeah, like what I said, that was. Pretty much the payback that he deserves. Um, let's see what else it says here. Now, people say they've seen pictures of it. They cannot release pictures. Whoever, even though there are soldiers, they cannot release that. They cannot let that go. They would probably, I would say, end up getting arrested. Even though there are soldiers and they did do that for America, they would still end up getting arrested. There was an interview with one of the soldiers who did that. And it was on TV. I'm not too hun- I'm not 100% sure which 
TV show once. It was some talk show. And, yeah, so if you guys have anything to say about some of it, not in calling at 310 982 the next one. The New Jersey student who sued her parents returns home. Now, if you guys are parents, I'm not, I'm still in high school. So, obviously, I'm not a parent. If I was, that would be pretty messed up. But um, for all you parents out there, if you guys are listening, the New Jersey teenage girl who's still in high school sued her parents for, because um, she didn't like their rules and stuff. So, she left the house, and they, want, they won't pay for her college because she left, and she went with her friend. And her friend, who she moved into with her friend's dad, happens to be a lawyer. So, He's helping her sue her parents because she doesn't like their rules and stuff, and she needs help for college. She needs money for college, and I agree with the parents. If I was her parent, I wouldn't pay for her college or anything, and so that's what she's suing them for because they won't pay for her college, and she needs college funds, and then the girl, her friend's parents are obviously not going to pay for her college funds. They're going to pay for her friend's college funds who were her, their daughter, and uh, so I talked about that last week. And this week, I'm not going to talk about that again. I'm going to talk about how she returns home and she is still suing her parents even though they let her move back in. I guess. I'm not too sure. I'm pretty sure they won't, still won't pay for college funds, which is the reason why she's suing them. But uh, she swears all the time. Honestly, I'll tell you guys this right now. I swear my parents all the time. Um, she's just bad. And I guess her parents don't like her boyfriend. And so that's another reason why. But honestly, that's not really a good reason why. So a high school senior who's filed filed suit against her mother and her father for financial support in college tuition has returned to her home in Lincoln Park, New Jersey. The attorneys for her parents said Wednesday, Rachel Canning, who is a girl, has returned home and reunited with her parents and siblings. Her return home is not a continuing on any financial and or her other siblings' consideration, said the statement from the law firm Snyder and Sarno. The lawsuit has not officially been dropped, but Angelo Sarno, who is representing Rachel's parents, Sean and Elizabeth, said that the family conflict has been resolved. So, obviously, after hearing that statement, they're not arguing or anything like that anymore, but she has not taken the lawsuit off of... She hasn't dropped the lawsuit off the parents yet. Rachel Canning, 18... Alleged, alleged in a lawsuit that her parents would be forced out of their home and that she was unable to support herself financially. The lawsuit asked her parents then to pay the remaining tuition of her last semester at a private high, private high school, pay her current living and transportation expenses, commit to paying her college tuition, and reimburse her friend's parents for legal fees. Her parents said she left home because she didn't want to obey their rules. So she, basically she left. She didn't want to live with the parents anymore because she didn't want to obey her parents' rules. That's stupid. She should be partying all night. She wouldn't come home on time. She was swearing at them all the time, not doing what she was supposed to be doing. So that's why she got kicked out of her own house. Actually, she didn't really get kicked out of her own house. She chose to leave. But she's saying that she got kicked out of her house. But her parents say, you can stay. Just stop being bad and be good for once, and she wouldn't. She didn't want to listen to them. She didn't want to obey them. 
Um, Candy was suspended from school for truancy in October, according to court documents filed by her parents' former attorney, Laurie Rush Musrick. Her parents told the team that she could no longer see her boyfriend, who was also suspended from school. Car and phone, pri- car and phone privileges were also taken away. Once she learned of the punishment, Candy cut school again. Then she decided to run away, her father said in court documents. So she had gone suspended. She does not like to disobey her parents' rules. Uh, she swears at them all the time. That's a bad kid right there. And that's why she didn't get kicked out when she left. And she's saying that she got kicked out. Uh, neither Rachel nor her parents were present at Wednesday's news conference. Uh, Sarno wouldn't comment on what brought the reconciliation or whether Rachel was still in a relationship with her boyfriend. He asked the public respects the family's privacy. This is a matter that should not have been brought into somebody's counselor's office, not into a courtroom, said Sarno. We just ask that you respect their wishes and give them the chance to resolve it. I don't really blame them for that. The court documents filed in New Jersey Superior Court Wednesday. Helfand wrote that only a few days ago, Rachel indicated that she could know that she could not go back home. But after speaking with her mother Tuesday, she decided to waive the compliment. The complaint. I am way off today. Uh, if Rachel wishes to dismiss the lawsuit, it should be done of her own free will and not due to the extreme pressure of her parents and the media. Canning's case attracted national and attention, which Sarno noted would most likely continue to affect Rachel. He said the family is not expected to make a public statement despite the amicable resolution. Nothing good could have come from this case. Absolutely nothing good. This case is going to be affected long-term from the attention. But, uh, so she left the house saying that her parents wouldn't let her because she didn't like the rules. She didn't want to obey her parents. Uh, she would be going out late at night. Her parents did not like her boyfriend. But they let her return home, and yet again, she is still suing her parents. Honestly, I wouldn't even be that. I mean, if anything like that ever happened to me in my family, I still wouldn't sue them if they let me come home. Uh, now, the Adam Lanza case, the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooter who killed his mother, himself, and 26 other people in 2012, his dad left his first public remarks on the tragedy. With hindsight, I know Adam was, this is what his dad, Adam's dad said. This is the, uh, Adam Lanza is the Newtown shooter who killed 26 kids, a teacher, and a police officer. Actually, 26 kids, a couple policemen, a couple teachers, and a police officer, and his mom and himself. This is what his dad had to say about it. With hindsight, I know Adam would have killed me in a heartbeat if he'd had the chance. I don't question that for a minute. Peter Lanza tells the New Yorker, the New Yorker, in a profile published Sunday. Lanza, nothing, nodding that 20-year-old Adam had shot his mother, Nancy, four times. Says he believes that was one for each of us, one for Nancy, one for him, one for Ryan, his brother, to one for me. Ryan is Peter's other son, who is older than Adam, so it was Adam's older brother. Now, this picture here, the kid looks crazy. I mean, really crazy, too. I thought I'd kind of go a little faster. We only have five minutes left. Please, if you guys want to call in and talk about anything, now is the time to do it. 310-982-4112. The author of the article, Andrew Solomon, 
writes that Peter Lanza approached him last year at the anniversary of the December 14th shootings, approached him and met him six times for long interviews. Lanza says he had not seen his son for two years at the time of the shooting and still does not think the tragedy could have been predicted. So before the shooting, two years before that, his Adam Lanza, the shooter's dad, has not seen him. Uh, at another point, yes, you cannot, you can't get any more evil. How much do I beat up on myself about the fact that he's my son? Then he answered for himself a lot. Lanza, who has divorced Adam's mother in 2009, says that his son began to change during the middle during middle school when he quit playing the saxophone, stopped climbing trees, avoided eye contact, and developed a stiff, lumbering gait. It was crystal clear that something was wrong. The uh, social awkwardness, the uncomfortable anxiety, unable to sleep, stress, unable to concentrate, having a hard time learning the learning the awkward walk, reduced eye contact, you can see the changes occurring. Peter, who at one point told the New Yorker that he wishes Adam had never been born, says that he offered, which actually the father said that he wished his son, who was a killer, he said he wishes he, his son had never been born, so that he had offered to meet the families of the victims and that two had taken up his offer. So only two of the 26 families took, take, took up his offer. The timing of the New Yorker interview was not right for at least some residents of Newtown, which is trying to move forward after the one-year anniversary of the shootings on December 12th. Newtown lawyer Monte Frank says he cringed this morning when he saw news of the interview on TV. Frank is in Pennsylvania, one of 26 cyclists en route of 400 miles from Newtown to Washington to unite communities to make our streets safer and put an end to the gun violence epidemic. So basically the son who killed everybody, his dad wishes that he was never born, all this other bad stuff about him. He said Adam was crazy. Uh, Once he first got up into middle school, that's when started to go kind of crazy and insane, got anxiety attacks and all that other stuff, awkward eye contact, reduced eye contact, the awkward walk, reduced eye contact, having a hard time learning, social awkwardness, comfortable, uncomfortable anxiety, unable to sleep, stress, unable to concentrate. That all happened once he hit middle school. Now, on this picture, it was a picture taken a little bit before the incident happened. This kid really looks crazy. Now, the very last thing I have talked about that I have planned here is probably the best news. Not the, not the best news. It's the most interesting news. Uh, the Michigan detectives investigate mystery mummy entombed in the garage. Sheriff's detectives say that they believe the mummy of a 49-year-old Pia De, uh, Davida Farinpoff, owner of the Palm Pass Michigan house, uh, that her house was a poldy mess of 1614 Savannah Drive. Uh, the mystery of Savannah Drive began when the woman's bank account, like her body, dried up. Police in, Mich- Police in Michigan, I believe, Pia, her body mummified in the tomb of the garage for at least six years before a repairman sent by the bank foreclosing on the house made the gruesome discovery Wednesday. So I'm going to... We have less than a minute left, so what happened here was that the uh, lady... Whose body they She was in there, dead in her garage in a car for over six years. Uh, somehow, automatically, her bills are getting paid. So nobody ever thought about it. Somebody came by weekly to mow her lawn, 
so they never had to worry about that. Uh, she didn't have any close family. Actually, she did have some family that lived here in Massachusetts. If you guys live in Massachusetts. And that was probably the closest relative she had, and they never really saw each other. And so, her and she died over that. She's been left in her car for over six years because her bank accounts are getting paid automatically. People are coming by, taking care of the lawn and stuff. Nobody really ever figured to go inside and see her. So, <coughs> for six years, family in Massachusetts never went to see her. Uh, so, I'll, I'll read the story to you guys next week so you can understand it. i got to go right now. I only have 30 seconds left. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys tune in next Monday night at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Same with every other week. Thanks for listening. Peace. Yeah.